Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 22nd, 2023. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup. Tasty, tasty. I want to say good morning. Who's here? Good morning to Stacy. Good morning to Tommy. Good morning to Dennis. I hope you are all well. I hope all the rest of you out there are well as well. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Gad. I had a feeling some of you would come in. This is, as Tommy is saying, the end of a fun era. This is the last non-Friday first cup for... As far there is no plan to change this back uh, as a reminder, and and I'll I'll remind everyone tomorrow as well. This this part isn't the reminder. The reminder is why I'm doing this because I need that morning time. I have been struggling to get everything done and to live my life and to put all these pieces in the same day. And this is why we need first cup. I'm sorry, this is why we need to change first cup. Okay, my brain is way off this morning and I do not know why. Dennis has slept in yesterday. So I could stay up late last night for Superfoot Dojo. Did not, there, there would be so many hook kicks. <laughs> How are your hamstrings, buddy? And Stacy says, welcome to Last First Cup Daily. It's actually not a bad name for a show. So I, I went to bed and according to the, the my sleep tracker, it took me an hour to fall asleep, which sounds about right. I tossed and I turned. And as soon as I laid down, I started getting really anxious about anything. You ever have that? You get anxious and you're not sure why. I do uh, all day, every day. But the irony was I tried something and I'll, I'll tell you about it. And I sat on the couch and I watched a movie and I'll tell you about that too. And I had less anxiety than normal, like significantly less. And I said, wow, this is kind of neat. I wonder if I'm on to something. So I did my thing and I went to bed a little after nine, you know, not super early, not super late. I laid down. And then the churning feeling started. And I eventually did fall asleep, but my dreams were anxious. Good morning, Frank. Now here's where I, all right. Some of you out there deal with anxiety. Might be a little different than mine. I think everybody's anxiety, everybody's depression, everybody's mental stuff is a little bit different. My anxiety rarely has a cause. It's just, it's there. It's not worry, it's that there's, there's just stuff. I don't know, it goes back, I was really, really young when I started getting anxiety. So anyway, 
I very vividly remember this dream. I was in this dream. You know the difference between kind of watching a dream and being in a dream? I was in this dream. And in this dream, I had to get from point A to B in the New York City subway. Now, what's ironic about this is that this is one of the few things that if you asked me to do in, in life, I would also become incredibly anxious about. To the point where when I had to go to New York City, I enlisted with the help from help from one of you because I didn't know how to do this. Could I have figured it out? I'm sure I could. But I didn't. And so here I am in, in the subway. And I bought a ticket, which I'm pretty sure was a parking pass. And it had marks in it that I'm pretty sure were Braille. And I couldn't find signs for anything. And I didn't know what line to take. And I asked someone if they would help me. And he said, no, I helped somebody today already. And he walked away. And the dream ended when eventually somebody directed me back to where I bought the ticket. And they said, there's somebody there that can help you. And as I went up, embarrassed, I asked for help. And the woman kind of acknowledged, yes, this is a complex system we have. And that was the end of the dream. Tommy says, New York subway. Okay, now I'm uncomfortable. I'm bringing someone who knows the ropes. Yeah. Brutal. I remember when, it, when so Dennis is the one that helped me. Uh, this is back when I went and met Dan Millman. Because how do you pass up an opportunity to hang out with Dan Millman? But even being on the subway, and yes, once I was there, it, it, was a it wasn't as bad as I'd made it out to be. And what's fascinating is at some point, I did take the subway. When I was in college, I had to make it to Long Island. And I 100% I remember taking the train from Worcester, Mass into Grand Central and transferring to the Long Island Expressway. Zero memory of this. I remember being on the LIE. I remember looking out the window. I remember being on the train from Worcester. No memory of how I transferred. I blocked it out. What does that tell you? Gad says, I sometimes have the constant feeling of dread ever since a kid. And while other kids were playing with their toys at birthdays, I would sit with the grown-ups and ask questions like, what happens after we die? I have now accepted that I am this way and my anxiety attacks have become less. Not entirely gone, but manageable. And it says nothing like the smell of subway armpit and butt crack in the summer. Ah. 
Good morning, Andy. Tommy says, Sifu Stephen Watson knows them well. Sue too and Rick Myers. I'm grabbing one of them. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into a complicated venue, you want to bring someone who has experience. Right? Like this is we do this all the time, don't we? You know, let, let's let's bring a guide. So even now, and I'm not 100% sure what, what is happening. It's a very interesting feeling because I slept and I feel rested. On one level, I, my brain feels good. But on another level, something is off this morning and I can't tell what it is. It's nothing I, I can point to. So here's what I did yesterday. Good morning, Nathan. That was different. And I'm not sure where this fits into the puzzle. After hearing this from, I don't know, probably a good dozen people over the years, I said, all right, I'm going to make a green smoothie. You know, green juice, green smoothie, uh, increasing alkalinity in the body, operating on the theory that acidity in the body is the culprit for nearly everything. And there are people who do this and they absolutely swear by it. And they said, you know, I very much simplified my diet. I do believe that green things are good. I've not explored this before. Let's give it a shot. Salads usually make me feel good. Not that I eat them often. So I stopped off at the grocery store right after I went to the gym. And I, what did I grab? Some celery. I don't even remember what else. Some kale. Anyway, I made this smoothie and it tasted good. Well, I shouldn't say it tasted good. It tasted all right. I threw some blueberries in and I sat on the couch after drinking it and my anxiety was noticeably less. And I went, huh. So I did a little bit of research, aka Googling. And I found a number of articles saying, yes, that if the pH is off in your body, you might have some depression or anxiety. It can exacerbate symptoms. I was like, okay, this is an interesting theory. And this, this is a bit behind the scenes. This is how I test stuff. It's like I get a theory and I see if this theory seems to make sense and I test it. So, you know, I'll, I will keep drinking green drinks and noticing how that impacts how I feel. And we'll see if there's something there. If there's something there, then now I've got a potential solution. Because I've been going hard trying to deal with this anxiety. And I wonder if what I felt last night, and what I'm still kind of feeling, is part of that. I don't know. We're going to find out because I'm going to try it again. Tenny says kale and spinach pair well with mangoes and pineapples in a smoothie. You only taste the fruits. Stacy says green apple celery is a lovely flavor combo. And Tommy says, I've explored the pH value theory. Interesting. So, yeah, there's a lot that you can do to hide the flavor of the greens and everything, but I'm trying to do it with minimal um, 
minimal fruit. I'm really trying to stay focused on the greens. Um, so that's just, that's the reason there. And I, I had blueberries, I had blue, frozen blueberries that I picked last year from the bush right there. going on today and I want to hear about your yesterday what did I do yesterday I worked I worked and I actually got so much done I was so efficient that I left work at like 245 which is unlike me but I also didn't want to be there anymore it was a beautiful day wanted to get out went for a couple walks during the day <laughs> Tommy says you can't hide kale Jenny says avocado I love avocado in a smoothie I tend to I tend to eat food. I don't, I don't see these smoothies as food. I don't, I don't want to blend up all my food. The things I'm going to blend up are things I'm not going to eat at the volumes I'm not going to eat. It's easy to drink, you know, a whole bunch of celery. Eating a whole bunch of celery is exhausting. I'm not a rabbit. Fun fact, my rabbit's favorite food was celery leaves. Everyone's giving me a hard time in here. <laughs> uh, today is a meeting day. Stack of meetings. We've got a team meeting this evening, right? That is tonight. Dennis says he also prefers to drink, I'm uh, sorry, eat his fruit rather than drink it. Confirming. Yes, we have a team meeting at 8. Core team meeting. Um, but other than that, I got some meetings. And actually, not as many as I have sometimes. Uh, Thursdays, you know, my, my meeting days are Mondays and Thursdays. And I have some meetings that are monthly, some that are every week, some that are every other week. And depends on how they hit. And this is one that's not a ton. So that's good. Stacy says, it is tonight. Oof. Uh, don't worry. I don't want this to be a long meeting. Our last meeting was long. This one does not have to be. I'm aiming for an hour. Everyone's get everyone's getting a timeline. Everyone get everyone gets a block of time. I'm timing you. Most people are probably gonna get five minutes. You get five minutes to talk. That's it. Jenny's. <laughs> Yes. This will be my third Whistlecake meeting this week. I feel like I have a real job. Yeah. How do you think I feel? All right. Cool. Um, we're going to do quotes. Thank you to Frank for all of the work that you do and especially have done on the show. By the way, I'm wearing the robe as a throwback. Remember when I used to wear a robe every episode? I didn't know what I was doing, and I just sit there and go, ah, because my skills for improvisational discussion were null and void. I didn't have any. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you to Josh for our theme song. Thank you to Denise for the audio. The audio will continue. Denise has already reached out and asked, do you still want me to do this? I said, sure, if you're willing. So those of you who listen, you will still get to listen. 
Tommy says he doesn't own a robe. You should. Robes are comfy. I like robes. I have several robes. This is really the only one I wear anymore because the other robe I wore, I wore when this one was in the wash. But I don't wear this nearly as much. So I don't need the backup robe. I also have a summer robe, which when I wear that, I feel like I'm covering up in between shots at like an underwear modeling shoot or something. It's it's not warm. It's very thin and very short. It's like halfway up my thigh. I don't know. Yeah, Stacy's reminiscing pre-Frank, pre-music, pre-daily quotes. All right. Now the quotes Frank sent over, I gotta, I gotta confess, I might have a hard time taking them seriously because they're from, they're from Confucius, right? And there's that whole block of of puns with terrible grammar that um, honestly might be inappropriate because the premise is that the grammar is bad and mocking people of Chinese descent who don't speak English. Uh, I can still find some humor in them, but they're not super tasteful. Well, that's not what we're reading today. We are reading actual quotes from the actual Confucius, which are rather insightful. And here we go. Let's do those and see where they take us. Change this view to this view. And here we go. I was complaining that I had no shoes till I met a man who had no feet. One of the things that I remind myself when I start feeling badly, when I feel like life is against me, which I don't feel that way nearly as much anymore. I really did through my 20s and even my early 30s. I really felt like the world was against me. But what I remind myself now, and sometimes I remind others, clients, etc., that there are people in the world who would literally kill to be where you are. It's not hyperbole. There are people in this world who have it so rough that if that was the option for them, they would take it. I'm not going to say all of them. I'm not going to say speculate how many. But think about that for a moment. That there are people out there whose lives are so bad that if there was some magic way that they could take someone else's life to be you, they would do it. Wow. That helps me put things into perspective. I have a home. I have friends, I have a purpose, I have enough food. I 
I contribute to the world. I check all the boxes. Could they, could things be better? Could I have more money? Sure. Could I have less debt? Yes. Could I have a bigger house? Pack of dogs? More land? Yeah, there's always more. There's always more. Appreciate what we have. Good morning, Daniel. Tommy says, every American should do go on one missionary trip once in their life. <laughs> he says, autocorrect hates me. Apparently it does. I would agree. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a mission trip. It doesn't have to be a faith-based trip. But to go somewhere where people have a lot less. You know, even, even the homeless, most of the homeless in this country live better than a significant portion of the world. Much of my traveling has been to Central and South America, and I've had the opportunity to see, even on the edges, how rough it can be for some people. Just reading comments. Appreciate what you have and where you are and who you're with. Because tomorrow could be different. We work to make tomorrow better, but it could be worse. And guess what? Inevitably, some tomorrows will be worse than today. The hope is that more tomorrows are better. Next. Cultivate the root. The leaves and branches will take care of themselves. This is absolutely a martial arts statement. If your stances suck, everything else sucks. If your stances are great, everything can become great. Whether it's poor balance or you're trying to spar with your feet too wide apart or your toes are pointing in funny directions, right? Whether we're talking about real world application or sparring or we're talking about uh, forms, it doesn't matter. If, you're, if your stances are bad, everything's bad. There are also interesting things about stances where uh, the best example I can use, I've shown some of you this, some of you know this already. Um, a cat stance, tiger stance can diffuse the majority of the pain that comes from most wrist locks. If you don't believe me, I can show you. Energy comes from our relationship to the ground. If you have a stronger relationship, a better relationship to the ground, you have more energy. Something else I started this morning because I've been thinking about it. My big glass of water, which has been half a liter in an algae with some electrolytes. Full liter. I drank a full liter of water this morning. I don't know that I've ever done that. I'm very sloshy. But interestingly enough, 
right after that, I burped a lot. Weird. There shouldn't be anything left in my stomach. What would I be burping from? I don't know. Be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> Tommy says, I think it's personal how much it ducking hates me. That's funny. Andy says, live every day to the fullest because you never know what is going to happen. So true. Hmm. Stances seem to be this thing that we work on when we're new. And we don't seem to work on them much as we move forward. And I think that's an absolute shame. I think that is the wrong way to handle it. Stances matter. Stances warrant practice. And guess what? Stance practice makes you strong. Builds your legs. Builds your glutes. Builds your feet. I think the number one benefit of training barefoot is that it strengthens your feet. It's kind of hard to strengthen your feet. But if your feet are stronger, you don't have joint problems. Or I should say you're less likely. Coffee is good. Decaf even. Because last thing I was going to throw on top of this pile of chaos was caffeine. Tommy says, stance is one of the everyday must-dos in my life. Where does dance training fit in for you? I do not train stances as much as I would like to. In general, I don't train as much as I'd like to. This is why I'm excited about opening a school again. Because all that stuff that I don't make time for, I'll just make other people do it and do it with them. And they'll pay me for it. It's pretty cool. Uh, bought insurance yesterday and sent it over to the town. Pretty pumped on that. All right. What's our last quote here as we finish up from Confucius? Keep it simple and focus on what matters. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed. The refrain in my mind as I was falling asleep last night or trying to was that I need to simplify things. And this is part of what I'm trying to do. I have a lot of musts based on what I've constructed for my life. I'm trying to get rid of some of them. And I'm trying to find balance. And he says, where is your school? It's going to be in Moortown. At the Moortown Town Hall. Starting possibly as soon as July 19th, we might punt a week and, and do it the next week. Hard to say. We'll get there. I'm figuring it out. I'm about a week behind because I didn't expect to need to buy insurance because I thought if we ran it under Whistlekick, which it, Whistlekick's name is not going to be all over the school, but I'm doing this for uh, some savings on a few things as we get going. Uh, Whistlekick insurance did not cover that. Which was interesting because we sent some emails back and forth. And I said, well, you've given me certificates of insurance for events where there has been teaching. Did you make a mistake then or are you making a mistake now? And they said, oh, we definitely made a mistake then. We thought you were just selling things. Oh, no. Ah. Tommy says, opening a school 
will definitely help in the things you want to do more in large, large training. Yes. Good morning. Or thank you. Daniel says that's amazing. Thank you. Tommy says Moortown's home to his beautiful sister. Cool. I did not know that. We make things too complicated. We seem to believe that simple can't be effective. We've talked about this, actually. We, we, we go through phases where this is a, a focus of what we talk about. But we'll get there. We'll all get there. Sometimes the key is not taking away. Sometimes the key is adding something so it pushes other things out. That's kind of the logic behind drinking more water. Well, thank you, Daniel. Daniel, let me acknowledge a few of these comments. If I could train there, I would. Having trouble finding time with a one-year-old and another on the way, but listening keeps me motivated. That's awesome. Also just committed to your Patreon while listening. Thank you. Well, guess what? Um, I don't think I've announced this before, but I have a way, because of the way we're going to be running classes and progression, that these classes will, once we get our feet under us, will be, if not live streamed, recorded and available later. I want people to be, because this school is going to be as much a methodology as it is an actual curriculum. And there is tons of value in there I see for people to as cross-training. This is part of why I want to do this. And so you will be able to uh, train with me and advance rank with me. The rank progression is probably going to require some in-person time. So how we implement that, I'm not 100% sure. Nobody's getting a black belt from me unless I've seen them. Right, like that's not happening. But the idea of being able to live stream classes with real, with in, not just one person training, but seeing a number of people training really interests and excites me. So um, I've got a few things kicking around in my head, but we got to get the foundation down first and then we'll do it. We'll see what happens. Jenny says, I feel like this comment is a duh comment. Sometimes we need to know how to not be overwhelmed. Hearing this quote years ago, it made sense. Hearing it now after learning how to not be overwhelmed, it means something. Mm. I'm with you. I hope you have a great day. Oh, martial arts radio. You know, it's funny that after, I don't know, how many years, I still forget. It's Thursday. Let's talk about this episode. Martial Arts Word Association number seven. It got kind of fun. Remember when we started doing that? Andrew was giving me like very simple words and now people are giving him ridiculous words and I have to come up with ways to associate them back to martial arts and it's fun and it challenges me and I really enjoy it. Stacy says, is anyone ever the right amount of whelmed? Overwhelmed, underwhelmed. Can you just be whelmed? 
if if I don't know, I'm trying to think of what whelming actually would be. Frank says, I didn't realize so many of you struggled with anxiety. I thought I was the only one. Um, it's most people. Most people in modern society struggle with anxiety, and it's for a whole bunch of reasons. It's not just one reason. And most of us, it's multiple reasons. And um, we make the best of it. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this here, the last Thursday episode of First Cup. I will be back tomorrow. We will have our Friday show. We will continue to have our Friday shows. I look forward to those. I look forward to seeing all of you. And on the upside, I get to hear all about your week, not just about your day. So we'll still be sharing wins. We'll still be asking for support. We'll still be telling jokes and saying quotes and drinking whatever and so I'll see you tomorrow. All right, everybody. You be well, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Peace.